In today's episode of Women of Impact, we are going to be talking all about sleep. Today, I'm sitting down with Julie Mellon, who has a business called Nurture to Sleep. And Julie is a sleep expert, and she's going to share with me her top tips on how we as entrepreneurs can get the best night's sleep, but also how she has built her business and found opportunities for her business all over the world. The thing I love about Female Fusion is we are a truly global organization. We have members from all over the world and we have every single nationality, every single culture and every type of business. And it's from this diversity that makes us so strong as Female Fusion. And this is why I'm so excited to share with you stories about our members. We're bringing to you over the next 30 days 30 inspiring female entrepreneurs that are going to give you the most incredible ideas and share their stories about what it's like to have their business. Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise. And today we're talking all about sleep with Julie Mallon, who is one of our Female Fusion members, and she has a business called Nurture to Sleep. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. Thank you. So maybe before we jump in, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so I, my background is medicine. So I qualified as a nurse, as a midwife. And then I qualified as a health visitor, um, which is all about child psychology, child development, um, nutrition and sleep. And then I moved to the Middle East and all the questions that were being put to me was all about sleep. And so I needed to study and know more so that I could really be the best practitioner. And the more I've learned about sleep, the more obsessed I am about it in terms of providing really accurate information and here I am and you you've kind of pivoted a bit in your business I've known you you're one of our founding members of Female Fusion and I remember when you first joined Female Fusion you were very focused on helping mums with with babies and small children help them to sleep but we were speaking the other day and I found this so fascinating that you were telling me that your business has been kind of shifting a little bit as well It is because, again, the questions around sleep are just developing and the intensity of the questions. And it really is about helping the parents. And then that, in turn, helps the adults, helps the children too. So it's it's about recognising the science of the sleep. And the more I get into the science of the sleep, I really see that there is such a wide audience from corporate speaking to you know, all elements of the community. So many questions I have. Um, First, I want to talk a bit about your business. And then I want to talk about sleep, because I think everybody will be interested about this. How many years have you had your business for now? So I moved to the, the Middle East in 2008. And since then, I have been working on my business since 2008. Now, it took a different kind of gear change when I moved to Dubai because I moved, first of all, to Kuwait and then moved to Dubai. And then once I was here, that's where it really did start to develop and clearly see, you know, I had a very clear roadmap of where my business was going to be. And you're now not only doing things within the region, you're also 
more internationally present as well, right? This has been so exciting. So exciting. I've, you know, I've been to the to the States and for example, there must have been somewhere between two and three hundred people that were speaking at the conference. And there was one person who didn't have a PhD, which was me. So the pressure, but um always the most interesting people in the room, right? <laughs> Says so. the girl without the PhD as well. <laughs> I hope so. But yeah, so I was invited to speak um, at the conference in America. Um, and recently I've just come back from Ireland where I was asked to speak in Dublin about mental health and children and of course sleep. And also I was in Armenia this year. Now what's so interesting, you know, from a business perspective, we don't realise where these leads come from. But there was the head and owner of the leadership school in Armenia, and he contacted me to see if I would be interested in going to speak to their students. Now, this is um, postgraduate students and building businesses. And he would said, "Could I? would I be interested? And he heard of me um, from being on with Helen, um, Helen, Helen Farmer, Farmer on Dubai Eye. So can you imagine, he was in Armenia and he heard me delivering a talk on sleep in Armenia. That's fantastic. And so one of the things we've been talking about in Female Fusion, because a lot of business owners are getting asked to speak, and I hope you don't mind me asking this, but one of the things we've been talking about in Female Fusion, I don't know if you've seen this, is getting paid for speaking because a lot of times, interestingly, female business owners get asked to speak and don't get paid, but the guys do. Um, have you been able to to negotiate some of these speaking opportunities that they're that they're paid for you as well? I have now, not in terms of paying for the talk, but like for example with Armenia, they paid for everything, hotel. Um, I didn't spend a single penny. And they even paid for Kieran to come along as well. Oh, fantastic. And so, but I did participate in the uh, the workshop and that has definitely invigorated my desire to work harder. And for example, somebody recently who had been paying me for different talks and so on, and they've come back and offered me considerably less and I've just said no. Now, I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for the workshop with Female Fusion. Honestly, I've stuck to my guns and know my value and we'll see how it works. Yeah, I'll be interested to to hear if they're going to come back and, yeah. and counter offer. And if not, it means that there's going to be other opportunities out yes. there as well. Yes. And we uh, so we have had a, a masterclass this month all about getting paid to be a speaker. We've also got one as well, which is going to be on how to be a keynote speaker. Because I think that's something that oftentimes we forget about that we agree to sit on panels and do smaller things, but actually being a keynote speaker. And I guess that's what you did in America as well yes. when you went there as you were a keynote speaker. Yes. And just the connections that you you make and sometimes as well it's okay to speak for free if you're going to be in a room of two or three hundred people who might actually need your services as well yeah so your target audience really and yeah. and looking and absolutely with going to the states it provided an opportunity which i never would have had the opportunity to have in that i met with dr mary cascadden now dr mary cascadden is she will go down in history because she was the woman who discovered that teenage sleep 
is different from children's and adults. And what I love about this is the fact that she's a woman too. Yes. So really celebrated that. And, you know, I met her and on the last day, um, I finally plucked up the courage to go and speak with her. And I thought, no, I'm going to do this now or never. So I went and we had this wonderful conversation. And then she said, oh, I'm, I'm going to Dubai in January. January just gone. And I said... So if I can organise it, would you come and speak in Dubai? And she said, yes, of course I would. Wow. So we, have, we had this woman who I organised the, the lectures at different universities, Abu Dhabi, alongside as well Dr. Um, Dr. Treza, from, who is from the UK, but she's a university lecturer in um, Zayed University in Abu Dhabi. But... It was just about being brave enough and asking those questions. So the fact that we had one of the leading speakers um, for sleep ever come here to Dubai was just incredible. That's so cool. And you said something really important, which is being brave. And being brave to ask. Because so often people have that fear of rejection and they just, they don't ask. Um, It's something that I've done for, for everything in business and especially in female fusion, I have people come up to me and say, oh, how did you negotiate that deal with Stripe, you know, to get everybody their first $27,000 of transactions fee free? And I was like, I just kept asking. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you get to a point where it's like, what's the worst they're going to say? They could say no, and that's okay. But then there's also the opportunity that if you talk to the right person, they could say yeah. yes. But I also think it's about integrity. I think it's about the intention. Yes. So when you are asking for Stripe, your intention was very solid about looking after the members of Fusion, yeah. female Fusion. You were, So I think your integrity, I think people see see that and that does make a difference. And integrity in business is so important. And Mm. I've been having this conversation with a number of friends who are entrepreneurs just about how integrity is so important as a business owner. And I'm sure you see this as well. You've had your business for so many years that you can't be in business for that long if you don't have integrity. Because after a while, people will see your lack of integrity and not want to work with you. Yeah. And I do think it's very important that, for example... If I don't know a question around sleep, it is so important that, and I learned that very, very early on. I think it was one of my biggest learning lessons professionally. So I can remember when I was a midwife and I was a student midwife and I um, was doing a palpation of a pregnant mummy and I listened to the fetal heart and I used a pinard at the time. And even now the research is very clear about the pinard is very accurate I didn't hear a fetal heartbeat and the mummy would be eight months pregnant. And I said to her, I said, look, please don't worry. I'm a student midwife. I was really playing it down. Mm-hmm. I'm a student midwife, so please don't worry. Um, I'm not very good at this, even though I knew. And so I went and got the sister and she and I said to her, look, I really can't hear this fetal. I've tried so hard and the baby wasn't alive but I just remember thinking how important it was that if I don't know something yes. really I have to ask and that has been one of my you know 
greatest drivers throughout my professional work that if I don't know something against any element of sleep with my parents and with adults it's like for example one of uh, the adults I was been working with recently and they um, were looking for you know how to improve their sleep and some of the information that I was giving he said well that's not what my psychiatrist was saying so I said I am not a psychiatrist please don't go against any of that information that I'm giving you really work I'm not a doctor so please take that information um and yet because of me saying that he went back and asked the psychiatrist it's alerted him and then they discovered that the medication that he was being given was not correct so again it was my integrity that that overrides my desire to get things right or not be seen in but integrity is everything right because that builds trust with your clients or your customers and they know that you care about them and that makes them want to come back and be a continued client or customer as well yeah yeah I would love to dive in quickly with you about sleep and sleep specifically for uh, business owners because as business owners, and I guess women, because the, the people who listen to this podcast are female business owners, we often are not getting enough sleep. We often have the business to run. Many of us have kids. If we don't have kids, we've got other responsibilities. And one of the things I hear when I speak with people often is when you have the conversation and say, hey, how's it going? It's normally, oh, I'm really tired. <laughs> What changes, what, what are quick changes that, that we could do to, to make a difference with our sleep and maybe not feel so tired? So I think the first thing to recognize is that the, the only other element in our lives that is more important than sleep is breathing. It, just that alone will tell you the importance of sleep. So it's recognizing that as human beings, we need to sleep in order to function. And when we get our decent amount of sleep, we function on every single level so much better. Our cognitive function is not impaired if we're not sleeping well. Our digestive system is not impaired if we are sleeping well. Our anxiety, you know, sleep regulates our hormones for all elements of our being. You know, if we're not sleeping then serotonin, which is a happy hormone, the dopamine, all of these are impacted. So it's looking at recognizing how much sleep do I need and really being honest, how much sleep do I need? And how can you tell how much sleep you need? Is there a a specific formula or is it different for every person? It's absolutely different for every person, but it's not that widely different. So for example, we are generally seven or nine hour sleepers. Okay, so it's not like Margaret Thatcher who said that she got four hours of sleep and was able to run the country. And look how she ended up. Yeah. She did have four hours, but she ended up with dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah. So the reason why sleep is so important in the prevention of Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's, all of these different diseases is when we go to sleep at night, the brain removes a protein which is called beta amyloid there's another protein called toe or tau um but the more sleep we get 
the more that that protein is removed. Now, when we are not sleeping for a sufficient amount of time for us, it's almost like plaque is formed on the brain Mm. and that's your protein and that's what leads to Alzheimer's. So how do you tell if you're a seven or a nine hour sleeper? So I know within my family, for example, um, my husband, Kieran, he is absolutely a nine hour sleeper. Lucky guy. (laughs) But that's what he needs in order to function. My eldest daughter, the exact same. She's a nine hour sleeper. My second daughter is like me, Melissa. We are seven hour sleepers. And my youngest daughter would like to be a seven hour, but actually she's a nine hour. Okay. So what that means is that when I've had seven hours, I wake up without an alarm and I wake up ready to start the day. But if the alarm is inhibiting me from sleeping, um, if I wake up really, really tired and throughout my day, also I'm napping. If I'm very tired throughout the day, that's also not helping at all with, it's telling me I'm not getting enough sleep. Okay, so having the midday siesta is not always a a good thing. It's better to have a whole night's sleep. So it depends. You know, to have a nap, if it's supporting better sleep, but it's when we take it. If you take a siesta too late into the afternoon, then it absolutely robs the body of one of the two mechanisms that we need for sleep. The two mechanisms that we need for sleep are our circadian rhythm and sleep pressure. And sleep pressure is like hunger. The longer we stay awake, the sleepier we become. Just like the longer we go without food, the hungrier we become. So that's our um, sleep pressure. But equally with our circadian rhythm, that's altered by when we eat, for example. So if we're looking at a quick fix, it's looking at when we eat our last meal. So if we eat too close to bedtime, then that is going to create heat within our body which is not going to allow all the processes, such as the melatonin, that won't allow us to sleep. Okay, so not good to have nighttime snacks or late dinners if you're going to bed. No, it's not. And it's simply because of how our metabolic rate operates. So if we eat one hour before bed, then when we are trying to sleep, the body temperature is too high so it's it's almost cancelling out the melatonin so you, you want to be looking at approximately three hours of not eating before we go to sleep but the only other caveat here is if we have been fasting which is now quite common if we go to bed hungry that's not going to allow us to sleep either Okay, so it's finding that balance it is and even okay. something like you know having a carbohydrate such as a, a teaspoon of honey that can help. That's, that's a carbohydrate. Okay. So that can help with our sleeping. So it's, it's knowing your body, really. Okay, interesting. I'm thinking now, am I a seven or a nine hour? I think I'm a seven hour sleeper, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm a morning person, like to get up very early. So that's and your chronotype. So you're a lark. Yes. Oh, definitely a morning person. Yeah. And I don't even have to set an alarm. Automatically, I'll be up by six in the morning. Yeah, so a definite lark as opposed to an owl. Oh, definitely not an owl. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a morning person, so I'll be the lark. So again, just going back to in terms of business, because it is really stressful. And when we don't get enough sleep, it increases the cortisol level, which of course doesn't help. But it's about finding your bedtime routine. If we think about children and the importance of bedtime routine, we focus lots on it. 
But we as adults we don't have the exact same. We need to have it. So what would be a good bedtime routine? What would that look like? Uh, setting your alarm one hour before you go to bed, which means coming off your screen time, uh, whether it's your phone, whether it's any kind of devices, because that is allowing the melatonin, that very important sleep hormone, to do what it should be doing, to signal to the brain, sleep is coming soon. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, having a warm bath or a warm shower, because that will drop your core body temperature by mm. approximately 0.5 of a degree, which then supports the melatonin to sleep. Okay. When you do go into your bedroom, that it is, you know, there's no electronic devices if possible. It's cool, cold. Because okay. again, that supports sleep. And as dark as humanly possible. If you can see your hand, it's not dark enough. Okay, so we all need those really good blackout blinds. Yeah, we really okay. do. And no devices in the room, no phones so or anything important. else. It's, but we all it's have able. them on our bedside tables. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. Just go along and buy a very, very simple, sorry, a very simple alarm clock and that's perfect. Okay, fantastic. So you have been a member since pretty much the very beginning of Female Fusion, how have you found it? Honestly, I have times where I am so overwhelmed with work and I haven't been because of work. And then every time I come back into the fold, it's like, why have I not come so, you know, more frequently? I find it really, really supportive. But from a business perspective, it's great for networking. Um, and it's a very safe space. People really want to help. You know, if they have a skill set which could help you and support you, then it's like, well, let me, this is what you could do. This is what you could, that I think is really important. So in terms of female fusion, it's really supportive um, as a safe place. And it's all, it's all about building. And we can do that. And a, a woman can do that. And having the just the nicest people surrounding you isn't it I mean yeah. every time I go and see our members whether it's online or in person I just come back and go my cup is full everybody yeah. is just so kind and so supportive and so enthusiastic about having their business as well but I also think as women most women have they truly have an imposter syndrome we truly think oh I can't do it I can't and that's where it, female fusion is really helpful because you you attend an event and people are complimentary in a really positive way in an on, honest way and authentic yeah. yeah 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 very important so yeah oh well great well thank you so much for being on the podcast today I've loved it as oh. I hope you can tell absolutely well and for giving us all of these sleep tips I think this is something that we'll have to use across the membership to really encourage members for their own personal well-being mm -hmm. how important sleep is as well yeah so and just remind yourself sleep is not a luxury it's a biological necessity we all need sleep we do thank you so much Julie thank you too Thanks for listening to the Women on the Rise podcast and our 30 most inspiring female entrepreneurs. If you are inspired by today's episode, 
why not come and join us in Female Fusion? We would absolutely love to have you. This is where you will be able to connect with the most incredible female entrepreneurs who are all committed to building a most profitable business. All you need to do is head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Thank you.